I mean, gosh, also that collaboration. I do think the, mm. the collaboration is a Bjork, Arca, Moses collaboration. FKH <laughs> Twigs. Those four. Those four. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life, temporarily dedicated to Moses Sumney's album, Grey. Nice. I've always said that really fast over and over again. That'd be funny. All right. Probably wouldn't even be that funny. I'm Scott. <laughs> <laughs> You're like looking at me. Like, Say your name. <laughs> um, and I'm Mace. Welcome to episode 182 of our journey through Grey. <laughs> Um, if you're just joining us, welcome. We're currently taking a detour from our typical smattering of content to deep dive curiously mm-hmm. Moses Sebney's album, Grey, as was foresaid. And we're now currently, we're getting to the back half of the album. Mm. This is a two-part ah. album, and tonight we we will essentially be concluding the first part of the album. Oh, that's so funny, because I already feel like, in terms of the flow of the album, we've already rounded a corner. Right, no, I think that we round a corner with also, also, yeah. and, and, and. Yeah. But there is this interesting thing of the way in which this album was released. These two songs are the last two on part one. Polly's the last? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even think about that as I was preparing this week. Come on, some kind of preparation. (laughs) Um, So welcome. Uh, Whether you're here because you love Moses Sumney or whether you're here because you've listened to No Small Thing or whatever brings you here, we're happy to have you here. Before we jump in to deep diving two songs tonight, which are great songs, Neither More and Polly, I'm going to jump in real quick with just a little ask and invitation, if you would like. Um, Announcement time. Announcement. Announcement time. (laughs) Um, We are just a small little podcast. We do this all on our own. Um, just the two of us as a team, no producers, no team here for this little nope. guy. Um, <laughs> we do all the editing. So if all you, the fancy editing you've been hearing, you know, I mean, it's gotten fancier yeah. in this series. <laughs> um, and if you are a fan of this, whether new or old, fresh, whatever, um, and would like to support us, we are going to be asking and inviting you to do that. Um, there's ways you can support us. The first one is literally fiscally supporting us by becoming a patron. Um, visit patreon.com slash no small thing. If you become a patron, you get access to our discord channel where other patrons are there and they have conversations. We're also probably going to start opening up new fun things for patrons that we'll be announcing coming forward. But we have a new goal of getting more Patreon supporters. So please consider checking that out. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us in the work that we do. Yeah. Um, second, if you like us, we need ratings and reviews. So that's, I think, fun. Um, so head over. Usually you have to do it on Apple Podcasts. Um, whether if that's how you listen or not, that's the best place. It seems to be the only platform for reviews for podcasts. Still yeah, figuring that weird. out. It's really well, strange. Spotify lets you do reviews. Um, but just head over there. Give us a review. That goes a long way. It helps people find the podcast. And especially with this Moses series, that could be super helpful. Um, other than that, um, check out other work that we've done. We, we have lots of other topics besides the Moses Sumney deep dive that we think would, people would find interesting. Yeah, of course. I think especially go check out our episodes on multiplicity. If you're enjoying this content, I think that 
that aligns well here. Dang. I support you asking for support. Thank you. And I also say post about us on social media. Oh, yes. <laughs> and man, yeah, that also, that also sounded very professional just now. Thank you very much. I'm mm-hmm, a really mm-hmm. professional podcaster. You really are. <laughs> I mean, um, what? Uh, you've recorded over 180. Everybody, this is the 182nd episode of No Smiling. Yeah. 182 episodes of a podcast. When do you become a professional podcaster if not by then? We used to say we're baby podcasters, and that just simply is not true. We're adolescent podcasters. I think we're adolescents, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> someday we're going to be adult podcasters. Someday we'll, adult. Someday we'll be old old. Mm-hmm. Elderly podcasters. Elderly podcasters. I um, like the feel of that, though. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I really do. Okay. Here are we, we are. Ready to get right into it? Yep. Yep. We're going to get right into it. Great. Because yeah. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, we record in Mesa's house here in Seattle, Washington. It has been record-breaking rain all year. Like, or I guess October, November, December, and now record breaking rain in Seattle. So you can imagine how much it's been raining today and yesterday were kind of slightly sunny days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but timestamp we're in January, 2022. The weather is bleak. It's bleak. And this is a season where we're just sort of getting through and day by been, day. It's been nice to have Moses stuff to focus on. It's true. This is a really nice, I think there's something really nice about this album that I also personally was really got really into this album last year around January and February. That's when my date with destiny and this album really sunk into my soul. So there is something very fun and nostalgic Mm. about this weather Mm. in this album. What songs are we covering tonight? Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, tonight we're covering neither nor and Polly. Yeah. Um, and I will be beginning starting us off with the song neither nor. Bam. Um, Let's do it. So in terms of songs on this album, I would put Neither Nor as in the top three. I don't really like, I don't really know what to do with my top three because they kind of are all tied. You threw shade at color last week so quickly. You're like, it's not even in the top 10. I know, but then I came back and I said it might be. (laughs) And also, is it shade to say of an album where all the songs I like? Oh, sure. You know what I mean? I think, I do think it has hurt feelings though. Color has, I'm so sorry, color. (laughs) Um, so wow, in, that's a big claim. In terms Top of my three. Spotify wrapped, yeah. this song was my number five most listened to song wow. of the year. So if that says anything that does about say a lot. Song, Ding, um, I, I can't even, you can't even really, those opening little. I have to say I searched so hard, so hard to try and find the sample from where that comes from. Nowhere to be found. I have it. You do? <laughs> Only because Moses talked about it in an Instagram post. Oh my goodness. You have it. Amazing. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, I'm going to screenshot this for Mace. Oh, I, I'm like, I, I don't have, maybe I don't have the sample because I didn't track it down, but he says what it is. Oh my goodness. I was looking so hard. I was looking everywhere, like just typing in Google search. What is the sample? A fan asked a question and he just answered it. Jeez. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Keep talking. I'll try to see if I can find it. I just screenshotted it. I was like, oh, um, screenshot Okay, that. so I'll just say this. This song, like also, also, and, 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 and like this whole album, I personally am most drawn to this album because of the way it resonates with my spirit. Yeah. Like, there is an exploration and a sense of self and expression that Moses is working with in this album that as you know, there's just so sometimes you listen to a song and you're like, wow, someone's finally saying what I felt. Yes. And neither nor is a song like that. Mm. 
like this song is kind of just like, oh, there it is. Yeah. There is a song written about me and for me. And of course it's not. Of course it's Moses writing it. But I'm like pretty much line for line. I'm like, oh, yes. And I love this song. I put this song on a playlist for a class that I had that was like all about our stories and coming together and learning and things like that. And we made like a playlist at the, at the end of the year. And I was like, this is a song I want you people to know. Like this tells you something about me yeah. when yeah. you hear this song. Um, So that's just kind of like, heading into it, like this song feels very personal and very like journal and, and just really sweet. Um, my hope is that we mostly just go line by line for the lyrics. I think that's what shines the most in this song. I'll um, say it to yourself. Cause you're in charge. Mace, but, my hope, but I also, <laughs> I also have a few like songs that I also want to play alongside this that I think, um, will be fun in conversation. All right, let's do it. Um, okay, so I kind of want to first see if you know what the sample is. Oh, well, do you want me to just read what he said? Yeah, I do. Okay, so uh, it was just a random conversation. Somebody goes, hey, Moses, currently like my two, 2100th listen of Grey and just curious to know, what's the Spanish audio playing in the beginning of Neither Nor? I don't even know why I saw this. I was scrolling through the comments of, amazing. of, of something. Um, he goes... It was in the studio in Echo Park. A Spanish radio frequency kept getting picked up by the guitar amp. We started recording it on accident, and I thought it was super interesting and decided to keep it. That's so amazing. That's so funny. Okay. So that's a a Spanish radio frequency was getting picked up by the guitar amp. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. So so I feel like there's a part of me that wants to say, like, Editor Scott, yeah. insert it there. Oh, right. So yeah, sure. Can hear that. Good job. Editor Scott. Editor Scott. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, is that another Scott? It's me, everybody. It's me when I'm editing this episode. You um, know what? You know what? You know what? What should we, we should do is say Editor Scott and then take a quick pause. Because then I'll see it. So anytime we do that, we can just go. Okay. All right. Okay. So. After that little intro, this song, I guess let's just talk a little bit about the content of the song or at least my take on the content of the song and talk about even honestly the music video. I think the imagery of the music video is really compelling. So this song is comes in the album after we have kind of this series of we have Viral, which is like, I'm not the man you think I am. Yeah. So a declaration of I'm not the thing. Yeah. And then here we are. I will not be defined by these boxes. Yep. Entering into the gray. Then he says, I am multiple. Also, yep. also, and, and, and. And we also had prior to that, Jill Jack. Yep. A song where it's like, I am masculine and feminine. I am both these things. And then we reach. So we're doing a lot of I'm both. I'm both. I'm both. Mm-hmm. And then we reach this thing. I'm neither nor. Yeah. That's, You're loving it. You're loving I, it. I am loving <laughs> I'm living for it. <laughs> this sense of all the things you think I am and all the ways in which I'm going to be trying to find, I'm none of them. I'm neither mm-hmm. of those things. And I find this interesting. I mean, we'll get into it, but it goes into this idea. I've, I'm nobody. Mm. Nobody, which I think is interesting because you could also be like nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, and which seems I feel like I'm all of a sudden picking up all these interesting themes that I wasn't aware of until we've done this deep dive. But even thinking of Gagarin and yeah. color and yeah. like your interpretations of those and thinking about this more like seismic Mosness. And now I'm seeing 
space imagery everywhere. Yeah. All the time yeah. in these songs. And I'm like, whoa, like there is this teetering part of the grayness is the earthliness and the transcendence. Yeah. You know, it's that, it's that combination. Um, okay. So That's I really just, good. I want to take a quick, a really tiny, funny little tangent. We to get say, to do this. I talked about Bambi last week. <laughs> no, I know. So this is going to be that where this song is called neither nor. And I was in genius, which is like the website where you look up lyrics and stuff. And I was searching neither nor and a song popped up that had the lyrics neither nor that I was like, oh my gosh, this song totally does. And I have to play it. (laughs) Um, I might just play it and see if you can tell who it is. I think you'll know immediately, but I, for my soul have to play this and then I'll share. The young boy wants to How does it feel to hear his <laughs> voice again, Mace? <laughs> okay, so for those who don't know and don't recognize that voice, that is the voice of Tyler Joseph, lead singer of the How band. How does it feel to say his name? 21 <laughs> <laughs> Which is an interesting thing because this band, uh, I have mixed emotions about at this point, but for many a years of my life, this was my favorite band. Top, top, top. We've done two, like um, five episodes on 21 Pilots. episodes on them. And this is from Tyler Joseph, like pre even being in the band Twenty One yeah. Pilots. Like this is a song written in high school for him, yeah. essentially. Um, but I think it's interesting because I, I find it lyrically relevant to this. Oh song. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, obviously, he uses the phrase "neither nor," but let me just go and read that line for everyone. Maybe there's a span of time when we feel we're neither nor, not wanting to go back again and not wanting to go forth. And I just had like Gagarin also in my mind, yeah, like thinking yeah. of that theme of like, I want to be beyond myself, but I want to be here. Push pull. We feel we're neither nor. And I feel like, so Tyler Joseph, historically emo artist, yeah. writes about in many ways, like a void space, a space of like wondering and not knowing and a space of like both faith and disbelief. And I think there's something about the quality of neither nor that is in a void space. Yeah. You know, I mean, Moses is declaring over and over again, I'm nobody. Yeah. And nobody like these, there's this interesting sense of voidness or unknown or uncertainty that is, is held. Yeah. And it's not held and we'll get more into the lines, but it's not held like either even in the sense of like, fighting it nor being in love with it either. It's kind of, it's not neutral because it feels weighty still, but it has a neutrality to it. Side note. I want some sort of psychoanalysis, psychotherapy brain study on these word, word things that artists do 
Because it, it feels almost like an intentional Freudian slip to say nobody and nobody. No. And then in Polly, he no says C S E A and then C S E E several times. And it's like, okay, that's really cool. And also, it, Did you it, mean? Plugs, it plugs you into something. Yeah. You know, you're like, see, 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 No, you see. can't, you can't Body, unsee it. nobody, nobody, bodies. <laughs> well, so now I'm going to play one other song that I think is an interesting song that popped in my brain thinking of this song. And then as I was listening to it, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to play this because it's a teaser for Polly, in my opinion. And I'm mm. like, I don't think I, my imagination is Moses didn't have this song in mind, but there's ways in which I'm like, gosh, this song feels like there's lines in it that remind me of neither nor, and then reminds me of Polly. Yeah. So it's some kind of bridging of a gap. Um, and it's nobody by Mitski. Jeez. That's wild. Here we go. I love this song. My God, I'm so lonely. So I open the window to hear sounds of people, to hear sounds of people. Venus, planet of love, was destroyed by global That song and, and, and Neither Or by Moses are kind of bops oh, <laughs> at the end of the day. Totally. You know? Doesn't mean, yeah, that song <laughs> is a full bop. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, I was just like, gosh, and as I was listening, it just <laughs> felt like this interesting thing. I mean, it begins with this line of loneliness. Yeah. And that's the entire theme of this album is like entering into the space of loneliness and this back and forth of do we want too much desire? What do we do with desire? What's like all these things. Sometimes I want to kiss my Exactly. Friend. Which is, that's a teaser for coming up in the next <laughs> yeah. song. But I think it's just interesting thing. I'm like listening to this song and I'm like, gosh, was this on Moses's mind? Like whether it was not, was <laughs> yeah, or wasn't. Yeah, maybe just in the collective consciousness. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first YouTube conduct. Is, it's kind of hard to cry when you're vibing this hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, which is so true. <laughs> so, um, okay, we'll get into the lyrics and then I have a final song to share afterwards. Sweet. Um, Loving this. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm just going to read it verse for verse and I think we can just talk about it. Um, it. I think that this song, you know, I've been having thoughts about Moses and how I... Oh, you've been having thoughts about Moses? Yeah, I've been having some <laughs> thoughts about Moses. And I think one thing that I actually really appreciate is there is something about the way he writes his poetry and his lyrics that is both really accessible and also really full of depth in like 
layered meaning where you read these lyrics and it's not like, you know, I'm a huge fan of someone like Joanna Newsom. Mm -hmm. Read the lyrics and you, you pretty much cannot get what's happening on the first read no. or honestly the 15th read. Like no. it takes so long. Monkey and bear. You're like, wait right. a second. But it's, uh, but when, you, when it clicks, yeah. you're like, <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about Moses's lyricism that I find to be so lovely in that it is both very, there is a plainness to it. Mm-hmm. Like I will read this and it's <clears throat> very clear and there is a depth to it and there's layers to it that, allow for lots of unpacking still alongside it. Like, I think there's a very wonderful tension that he provides in his lyricism and just an honesty. Like, I think honesty. he really Thank has you, Moses, for your honesty. a great honesty yeah. that I love. Um, okay. So we got the, <laughs> that's the first ding, ding, intro. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Verse one, Spanish I'll probably break radio. it down into two parts. Um, when I was a little boy, I'd scream at vague misty nights, yet breathe out smoke with no fire. I'd become one with what I was scared of. Woo. Dang. Just right there. So I feel like right there we're getting this. I mean, I just love this imagery of a vague misty night screaming and it's smoke with no fire. I mean, it's, I'm naturally just imagine it's his breath. Right, right. Fog? Fog. Yeah. Right, like the whatever whatever happens when it's cold out and you breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Both. And just thinking of like, I mean, I remember when I was a kid. And oh, feeling, I get it, yeah. Feeling like Sorry. that was, personally, I instantly connect to my own sense of like, that was, felt like I had a superpower. Mm. That you could do that. You're like, oh, look at yeah, this. Yeah, no, we were outside at Lodro the other day, and I was doing that. I was like, <laughs> it was just so fun. It was so cold. You're like, like, look at this. Yeah. Um, and then I'd become one with what I was scared of, mm. which I, I have a quick thought, and then I'm really curious your thoughts, but I find this to be like, first off, we're really being drawn into the sense of like, hey, this is this is brought to me since childhood. And I think that's probably why I've also connected so much with this song is because I've done a lot of work around my childhood self lately. And I'm like, I love that what he's naming in this truth of this song is it, it's, it has this sense of essential coreness since a young age Yeah, that there's, there's been this truth and this, this kind of tension that he's always been walking around with of the neither norness that's just been with him Pretty, it's it's like you get this sense of like every day. Yeah. You know, it's like this is all he knows is this way. I'd become one with what I was scared of. And I just like, I love to think of that as like a mantra. Yeah. Like becoming one with what you're scared of, allowing it to enter into you, becoming, entering into that space. Totally. I, I mean, I, I think, um, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this idea of him being alone and isolated and s- this idea of stimulation. Uh, I mean, both of us are not really engaging in vices right now. So it leads you sure. to pay attention to certain things, more subtle things that are going on inside of you. And then it seems that if you do pay attention to those types of things, they actually do become very stimulating, but, you know, it's like what you just said. It's like cultivating the appreciation of the nuances of a song takes time and cultivating appreciation for the nuances of your inner self also take time. But at, after a while, it starts to feel 
almost the same type of stimulation that you might get out of something easier like sugar or alcohol. Yeah. Those yeah. are easy. Yeah. You know, and maybe something a little bit more rewarding is a little bit more beneath the surface and internal. Hmm. So if it's a metaphor, because because when we're talking about looking inside, it all has to be metaphor. How, what does that even mean? What does it feel like to right. look inside? Right. And so if there is something inside of you that you're afraid of too, something you're afraid of naming or becoming one with or merging with or letting given air and breath and becoming alive and uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I, I find myself drawn to the sense of being scared of one's own power. Mm. Like, I, I don't, I don't know why, but I just think that this idea of like breathing smoke with no fire, like yeah. that's like, again, <laughs> in a child's magic thinking that is powerful. Yeah. Like that is a superpower. Yeah. And so then to say, I'll become one with what I'm scared of is like, I will own my power. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there are, there are a lot of, um, moments in this album that feel very primal. Mm-hmm, like when mm-hmm. he says in Viral on a long hike through Blue Ridge Mountains. Right. You know, and then this, like, he's like stepping outside. He's like becoming one with nature. Yeah, he really paints, he really paints the picture here. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there. I fell in love with the in-between, coloring in the margins, yet the romance of the undefined was a threatening lie in their eyes. Ah, that's so dense. I know. I don't know. For me and for the listeners, do you think you can read it again? Of course. (laughs) And then I think after this, we play it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I fell in love with the Mm -hmm, mm in-between, coloring in the margins. Ooh. Yet the romance of the undefined was a threatening lie in their eyes. Oh, that's slippery slope. That's just a fancy way of saying slippery no, slope. It is. It is. It the is. romance of the undefined was dangerous in their eyes. Is yeah. 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 Which I mean, I just want to take a pause and say, I love that. What? I love that line. I know. Well, yeah. I know it's, it's, I, 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 I feel this weight of the threat in other people's eyes. Like, I don't know how many times I've talked about this in therapy of like, people can't make sense of me and it's, they're threatened by me because of that. Yeah. Like what to do with that? Right. Like people are threatened by uncertainty. Yeah. And I think literally us as a podcast, like we are threatening to people. Yeah. In many ways. In, a, like, in, so in our little social bubble. In, in some, some potential ways. social circles, it's like this is threatening to say, oh, does the curiosity ever end? You right. know? Like <laughs> and it's like there is and I think there is actually like a truth behind the sense of romance with the undefined is is not like that's risky business of yeah. sorts. You know, to be in romance with the undefined is 
to take on uncertainty and to dance with certainty and to, to deal with the ups and downs of that. Mm-hmm. And some people are extremely threatened by that. Uh, some people. So what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do? I, I mean, I think sometimes it's like, uh, you know, uh, an embodiment like, or a practice. And, and you, you can't say like, I was talking to somebody, this is like a conversation within a conversation within a conversation, but I was talking to somebody today who was talking about (laughs) (laughs) something someone said about our youth group. And they said, it sounds like you found the right formula. Hmm. And the person I was talking to was like, I didn't like it when they said that because they, it sounded so corporate. It sounded like, Oh, you have the solutions and a program and you figure right, it out and you right. just have to plug it in right. here. And it's like, no, that's, that crushes my soul. And even with this idea of like less certain, more curious, I think there's been times as we've become a, we are literally a small business um, where it's like, okay, well I'm feeling sort of this imperative to make a program or a curriculum or boil it down for people. But the, the best thing I can say is the podcast itself is a modeling. Yeah. It's just, yeah going deeper into things and, and, and treating it as joy and a luxury and, uh, you know, just pure enjoyment. We do, you get curious for enjoyment. That's all it is. Right. Right. And I mean, I love, love romance that he's, he's naming it as romance and I love that. And it makes me think of, uh, we did an episode on, uh, learning ventures Mm -hmm. months, months ago, probably like six months ago to maybe even a year ago. And it was this book around uh, an epistemology, which is essentially like how you learn. And they talked about this idea of learning as essentially like experience mm-hmm. and loving to know something as opposed to essentially like learning as information. Yeah. So you could, there's, there's like alternatives. You can fall in love and as a result of love come to know or you can know by way of data and information gathering. Oh. And the book was like, in loving to know, you're going to gain a more substantial, robust 3D understanding. But mm. in a loving to know model, you will enter void space. You will, <laughs> I know, by I get nature, all of a sudden very, it's very tantalizing. Void spaces? Void spaces. Well, and I think <laughs> that there's something very, I'm like, oh, this is so interesting of like, falling in love with this void space is in many ways falling in love with life. Like yeah. falling in love with the in-between is because most of life actually is the in-between. I think we're all trying to pretend it's not Yeah. in order to stay afloat and avoid this nobody space. You know? Nobody, nobody, <laughs> I know it's going to be hard not to have nobody. Nitsky there. Um, I know that the whole time you're talking, I'm like, cue the elegy to the void by Beach House. And it's like, we're floating away into the void. We should. That too. Oh my goodness. Imagine a Moses Beach House collab. I know. Oh boy. Woo. Okay. Okay. I'm going to keep the train moving here. The maze train. Everybody on board. We're going to the chorus. Okay. Um, and I, I love this. I, I, there's something I also find so cathartic about this, like pinning of the they, and then the refusal towards the yeah. they. Yeah. Cause I'm like, ah, I feel this. And I think I, this album really came as I was like in an institution in a place where I'm like, nobody gets me. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, thank you, Moses. You, you get me. Um, and it's, they say, Oh, who is he? Nobody. Hello. Who is he? 
nobody. Just pure refusal. Yeah. I refuse. I refuse. It's almost like people are knocking at the door and he says, nobody's home. Love that. Love that. (laughs) (laughs) Literally and metaphorically. (laughs) It's like, nope. And I just find it to be so powerful. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, who is he? Like, people want to know. People want to figure it out. People want to put him in a box. People want to label. People want to say you're Jill. People want to say you're Jack. People want to do these things. And it's just a, nope, nobody. And I love nobody too because it's not even like, oh, like, I, I think there's something about the nobodiness that's like actual, just like nothingness. Yeah. You get nothing, <laughs> you know, that's just like, yes, yes. It's like a, it's like a, a full nothingness. <laughs> it's a very substantial nothing. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I mean, it reminds me, I mean, I think maybe a lot of artists have this mentality of not wanting to be defined. It's like, you know, David Lynch is always saying no, but like there's all these really famous interviews where people are trying to get Bob Dylan to like explain himself. And he's basically like, okay, I can't explain it to you. Right. I'm getting so exasperated with trying to explain it to you. And it even goes back to the Tai Selassie stuff of like, it is an exhausting project. Exhausting, <laughs> draining, repetitive, repetitive project. Project. I'm no process. longer yeah. taking pains to explain and defend one's multiplicity. <laughs> Your favorite track? <laughs> <laughs> top three, top three. Yeah. Okay. I refuse. I refuse to. To define my favorite track? Yes, I do. All. <laughs> all all songs are favorites. No songs are favorites. All either or also and nothing neither. Neither, neither nor. None no songs are my favorite and all songs are my favorite. <laughs> I fell in love with her in between coloring in the margins. Yet the romance of the undies Okay, so then this next one, ooh, I I just think this whole song is just such pure poetry, the whole thing throughout. I love this next line. I am not at peace with dying alone, but I am not at war either. Woo! I'm going to say it again. (laughs) I am not at peace with dying alone, but I am not at war either. Yep. No, I am planted on the shore knowing the ashen tide may or may not rise. Bam. I'm just like... Is oh, this song the truth? Oh, this song <laughs> is the truth. I, I couldn't, I think that there's something so beautiful, this tension he's playing with here. I'm not at peace, but I'm not at war either. And yeah. I'm like, that is how I feel. And it makes me think of the Adam Phillips line that is essentially reality is like living and being alive is satisfyingly frustrating. Yes. It, it, it brings forward this truth of like, no, I'm not at peace, but I'm not fighting this either. Like I'm actually here with the, in the dance, in the romance, in the struggle with this unknowingness. And it's not a fight, 
but it's not peaceful either. Right. You know, like that, that's not what it is either, but I'm planted here saying, I'm going to stick with this unsure what's going to happen. That is the one thing I know. (sighs) Very, very good. (laughs) I'm like, when you get all revved up like that, I'm like, that should be some sort of sound bite. It's like, an Instagram reel, but it wasn't recorded, you know, some sort of viral TikTok video, <laughs> but me popping off to Moses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, peace or a fantasy pH fantasy of peace is almost like us humans think of it's, it's like a comatose thing. Like I think just, you're talking about an, uh, an F fantasy there. No, no. I think it's a subconscious fantasy. Sometimes I think mm-hmm. there's something when we say the word peace, I think we, uh, maybe it's both and uh, yeah, probably it's both. neither nor, neither uh, nor. both. And. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's like, I, I guess I'll just speak for myself. Fantasy with two F's actually. <laughs> We're making new language here. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, yeah. Like you picture just a constant state of like being in a beach chair somewhere doing nothing. And it's like, that's actually not that peaceful. You'd get antsy and restless. So the only option you have is satisfyingly frustrating. And it goes back to like masochistic kisses. Mm -hmm. It's like this thing of Mm -hmm. like, yeah, life is necessarily frustrating and the frustration shows that you're alive, Mm -hmm. but that's really a really clever and beautiful way to say it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I'm not at peace with dying alone, but I keep going because it's just like it just each line just like rolls into the next so beautifully in the song because in the valley of the shore you cannot be neither nor you're fated to pick a door only the lonely are lukewarm Mm. dang which also brings me to another i i I just love this (laughs) analyst his name's adam phillips check him out he talks about this idea of like as you grow in your wisdom of self and in essentially like acceptance of frustration, you also will grow in loneliness. Like Mm. it's lonely to to be in this place of knowing the uncertainty living in the in-between. Yeah. It's like most of the world doesn't want to live in the in-between. It's beautiful there and, and tragic and full of life and depth and, and unknowing. And it's, it's a kind of lonely place. Yeah. And it's like our, but I'm playing, I'm, he's like, but I'm not going to be in this valley of the shore. You know, the other option, the other option is, is a shore valley full of people, but you have to pick doors. Yeah. You have to say who you are and what you are. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, um, it's true. And maybe that's the loneliness of lifting off into space, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. Um, and I sense that too, in my own self of like, we, it is a slippery slope. Yeah. And it's not like loneliness, like tragic loneliness, but there is, there is a piece of, of accepting the, the, the sense that no one will know. Like I'm, I'm claiming you can't really fully know and I can't fully know. And there's, there's some lonely acceptance there. I, honestly, I think that's what happens in therapy. You start to get to know yourself and then you start to become more solid and you start to realize you're not as merged and connected as you might've thought. And that's obviously a good thing for your 
mental health and flourishing. But like at the same time, it's like, whoa, I'm not, I am, a, I'm an, I'm an island. I'm right. an island. Right, right. <laughs> I have been islanded. <laughs> Isolation comes from Isla, which means Back to the chorus, they say, oh, who is he? Nobody. Hello, who is he? Nobody. And then I, we'll, we'll drop in the song here. Yeah. It, it's already been interspersed. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. And then, hey, and this is, this is my favorite part Ooh, of the song. Oh, boy. Oh, heavy, heavy. I just love these questionings. Is it a ghost? Is it a plane? Is it the shiver down your spine? Is it delusion? Is it confused? Is it the contusion of a hard-earned truth? No, it's nobody. And then nobody, nobody, nobody. 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 I have to. <laughs> Too. <laughs> it's like a nice <laughs> serious moment you're trying to create and all I can do is no Mitsuki, I shouldn't have done it but gosh I'm gonna ask those questions again yeah, I just please love do, them all because I love just thinking about each one of them is it a ghost like what comes up for ghosts you mm -hmm. know is it something that's dead is it something that's haunting you is it something that you can't see is it something that's not real is it something foggy real. is it a plane is it flying? Is it taking off? Is it landing? Is it crashing? Is it going outer space? You know, like all these things. You're riffing now. <laughs> <laughs> is it a shiver down your spine? I mean, mm. instantly it's like, what is it? Is it just a feeling? Yeah. Am I just, am I just something phenomenological? Yeah. Is it just this thing? And then it gets into, is it delusion? Which I'm like, oh, thank you for saying that too. Because I think people look and they're like, oh, the neither nor. Is this delusional? Yeah. Is it confused? Which I also love because all of a sudden we went, is it delusion? As in like, is it this thought a delusion? And then is it confused? And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, is it that people are saying he's confused? You know, is it the person confused? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it starts to become blurry there. Like, I just feel like the way those words are, because it would be like, is it deluded? Is it confused? Or is it, is it delusion? Is it confusion? I don't know. I love that. Those, those, it's wonderful. And then is it contusion of a hard earned truth? And I had to look up contusion. I didn't know that word. And it's like, like an a injury. concussion, concussion or something. It's like, a, it inside? like an injury or a, or a bruise. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Is it so like, is it a contusion of a hard earned truth? Is it, is it the pain? And I feel like it's this thing where I, <clears throat> when I first hear it, I'm like, it's all those things. Yeah. But then it's, it's nobody. Yeah. And it's like refusal to even be any of those things. I just find so powerful. Oh, <laughs> the, the, this is a big one. It's a this big is one. this is a big, a big giant song. It's <laughs> like some songs that don't feel like color. Obviously, doesn't feel like this. You're it, now going to come at color. No, no, no. I love <laughs> color. I'm just saying it doesn't feel as dense. It doesn't. Right. 
it, it, you know, it does feel like, like I said, I think we said palate cleanser, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and it's getting ready for the big wave of these. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. both these two songs tonight are big, 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 big. <laughs> no, I think this one, this one has, this one has so much. I, I just feel like this one feels so personal and wise and grounded and, yeah. and strong in its wording. Is it a ghost? Is it a plane? Is it a shepherd down your spine? Is it delusion? Is it confused? Is it confusion of a video that comes alongside this is just Moses in this crowd of people walking by. Yeah. And he is so tall compared to everyone yeah. and stands out. Kind of like split just, screen or something. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's got the split screen and it's just all these people walking by and it's just kind of him existing. Yeah. And just being big and standing out in a place and existing. Yeah. There's just something about this. Nobody. That's like, Nobody, here I am. Yeah. Like, again, welcome to the gray. Like he is both nobody and here he is literally being somebody. Yeah. <laughs> existing, taking up this space. Um I have I have a final song that I want to play as Ooh, like let's a, do it. as like a closer. But yeah. did you have any other thoughts you want to say before I do that? Oh, I I guess I'll just say everything is so confounding. I think you know t- to be not be able to pin something down for, for a lot of people is confounding. And I admit it is confounding to me too, but also sort of thrilling. Right. And it, it seems like you were just playing mind games. I mean, I did this to our students in the youth group the other night. I said, one way to approach scripture is to think about it as dreams mm-hmm. and then just have fun. Like, don't worry about it being real or like it, it's, it can just be, and that's what we're doing here. We're not saying, right. is this real? Right. Is it really nobody? You know, it's like literally is this, you know, it's like, we're not approaching it that way. It's so boring. Right. But there are people that were really sort of clearly overwhelmed by that. They're like, I don't think about dreams. Like I, I, they were expecting me to give them some like hard facts, right? You know, no, you did not do that. Uh, and <laughs> you did not do that. Yeah, and and maybe that's if you can, if one considers themselves in any way some sort of teacher or spiritual leader or whatever it is you're doing, therapist podcaster, you know, maybe you, that's, that's what you do. You, you, you help people, you know, tolerate the grayness a little bit more, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and well, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing that we've talked about with gurus and stuff. Like it's, it's way lot. I mean, that's like giving people sugar. It's way easier to just be like, I've got answers. Right. right. I, I, hey everybody over here, look at me. I got answers. And people are like, yes, somebody has answers. It's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. It's like, nope, nope don't have answers. No like answers. you're not going to get as many. Well, that's proof. Moses isn't going to get as many listeners and followers if he's not going to give them some answers, <laughs> but, but he will tell us what the sample is. In this yeah. Track. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I, we both know that we believe 
Moses deserves all the followers and listeners and all the success in the world. Full, full, yeah. full. But he's definitely chosen to be a little bit more confounding. Yeah. And yeah, which I mean, I think music. that that's, I think I'm like, that's the choice in life. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's the choice I want to keep making daily, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're on the Moses path. We are. Moses, um, lead us out okay, of the desert. Well, it's actually, it's not going to be a Moses song. So, um, Scott knows this. I am a very large fan of the artist Arca. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that there's something about this song, Nobody, that as someone who is considers myself gender non-conforming and queer, uh, there is a lot of relatability in the sense that I'm like, Oh, nope, you, you don't, you don't un- like, you cannot pin me down with how you're labeling me. Yeah. And Arca is an artist who is also gender nonconforming, trans, queer, and created these five albums that are just incredible. They're like the kick albums. And this, the song that I'm going to play is actually called Non-Binary. And it's the first song of the five, the whole five album parts. And I just think the vibe of the song, obviously like, uh, sonically is so different, but there's something in the truth of Arca's work that feels super in tandem and in relation to Moses Sumneys. And I just think it's also really cool just to like talk a little bit about Arca's, this whole arc of this album, like begins with this like powerful non-binary song and then ends with like all of this up and down of Arca kind of reclaiming and claiming their witchiness, their queerness, these pieces of them. There's a song called Lost Woman Found where there's like finding themselves. And the last song is titled Crown. And it's essentially like she somehow took the crown and grabbed it from him. Wow. And became and is wearing the crown now. And it's this like reversal. It's like now she has the crown. Um, Hmm. And this is the first song on there. And I just think it blows it it just is so in tandem with this neither nor conversation of like hear the artists owning their truth and just proclaiming it. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. But check out the bags to prove it. Hips to move it around and make shapes, yes. Trim the waist off and the waist down, girl, it slipped off. It's French tips wrapped around a dick. Do you want to taste? I don't give a fuck what you think. You don't know me. You might owe me. A bitch, you'll never know me. Ask me how I got here. But I work hard. Ask me about my luck. Yeah, I've been lucky. Man, I've been unlucky. It's both. Don't push your shit on me. Bitch, I'm special. You can't tell me otherwise. Better be a lie. think you're dealing with no because you're not dealing with there's no deal bitch is real on my side go ahead speak for yourself go ahead speak for yourself cast the first stone if you want to be a puppet better yet speak for yourself states speak for yourself states Speak for yourself, states. 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 Speak for yourself, states.
like that the message is awesome profound exquisite tantalizing <laughs> provocative you know the delivery awesome. uh, utterly unique yeah and it go it does absolutely go hand in hand with neither nor and i have to imagine they're fans of each other i have to imagine yeah. they're fans of each other there's no way yeah there's no way i mean gosh also that collaboration i do think the, mm. the collaboration is a Bjork arca moses collaboration fk twigs <laughs> those four those four <laughs> oh, that would be oh my goodness it doesn't seem they like it happens together. that way no because they're all too i feel like they're all too powerful well Bjork is like the godmother Bjork True. like is like arca come work with me or moses come work with me but i can't see her assembling all of them no together. It's avengers assemble <laughs> that's a funny <laughs> no, avengers honestly Bjork, moses fkh wigs arca <laughs> but don't you see those four join Just, a newsome with no, the harp i know join a newsome's got the harp. <laughs> 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 oh, i see I them all it. coming out at the end of avengers like to fight <laughs> thanos and it's like joanna newsome on her hype <laughs> no, they all they all would have different like powers that yeah. they would have <laughs> involving some of their instruments. No, and... exactly. <laughs> oh man, but no, that would be a oh I I think that's the thing is all including joining some actually all those artists are also so visual. Yeah, you know, like yeah. they just consider so much in their art. Mm-hmm. Oof. Ooh, don't get me going. Okay, we're going to Don't be get done. me going. <laughs> Let's go for another round. Get them going. <laughs> we stop. <laughs> okay, that's Don't make I'm, me sing. That's what it sounded like. Don't make me sing. Don't, don't get me, me going. <laughs> don't get me going. <laughs> Do you want to say anything more about Arca? Don't make me Don't get going. make me sing. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it. Thanks, everybody. We're gonna we're gonna come back and talk about Polly. It's a double whammy. One, two, three, um, four. So if you want to hear some people talk about that song, that's what this is. That's what this is. <laughs> uh, we'll we take are. a quick break. We'll be right back with Polly. I'll do it right now. No We'll be right back. Everybody, we are back. We're going to get right into this song. Uh, we're deep diving Gray by Moses Subney. If you're just coming back with us, hey everybody, welcome back here at this <laughs> podcast FM. where we're going to be deep diving Gray by Moses Subney. Tonight's <laughs> feature will be 
Polly. <laughs> That's good. You know, I mean, because I've been listening to The Weeknd this week, and part of the whole thing is, like, Jim Carrey's playing this FM radio DJ. So that's the vibe we were just... Really? Yeah. Jim Carrey's in it? Yeah, all, all throughout. Like, I he kind of comes like... that is... I wasn't sure I was going to do it because everyone's <laughs> doing it, and I'm like, do you say yeah. Jim Carrey? I'm in. He's the first thing. Thanks for listening to FM. I, I forget exactly what he says, but... Um, the whole, the whole last track is just Jim Carrey, like vibing I'm in, out. That's, I'm, I'm in now. I'm <laughs> okay. That, got you. That was, that was what I needed. <laughs> so before we start with information mm-hmm. and I've got more notes on this than ever, because these more this popular one is songs, one of the more popular. Yeah. And I, I don't think we need to exhaust all my notes or go through everything. I'm, I'm monitoring the time, but yeah. like before we get into any of this, let me just ask you mm-hmm. what your opinions on this video are oh. for Polly. obviously mesa's slumped in their chair clutching their chest big (laughs) size it is breathtakingly tragic yeah it is essentially moses just sings this song raw and cries yeah just vulnerability at its finest i think this is the prettiest song on the album Mm. i think this is the most beautiful song if i were to, to pick a the, the most beautiful, this would probably come in as my number four. Wow. And I think the Black Just Alicia version, in. it's yeah. the best song. I think it's the best performance in Black Alicia. Wow. In my opinion. Big things. But yes, the music video is just, I, it hurts. It's mm-hmm. It hurts and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts. <clears throat> I agree. I totally agree. And I don't. Both are amazing. They, they go hand in hand simultaneously. They are linked. It's funny that I'm saying it this way, but in in so many ways, the video overshadows the song mm, in the sense mm-hmm. of like, we could unpack all these lyrics right now and, mm-hmm. and we will, but mm-hmm. I almost just want to go like, it's the video is such an experience. Mm-hmm. And I would say it's a contender for the best video of the bunch. I agree. And it's interesting because it's, pretty low it's just pretty low straightforward res. exactly it's low res it's straightforward it's not there's no bells and whistles yeah and so many of these other videos i think took a lot of production and planning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. money and i think that that's the beauty of it. it's like some songs that's what's desired for what you want and then yeah. this one it's like i can't imagine it any other way than this yeah i have to say that i've seen all the videos already it, as the year went on, I think just I'm a video watcher. Right. That's a funny thing to say. Who are you? I'm a video watcher. That's who but I am. I've, I've, I've watched these videos and I don't think I gave this one the type of attention that I gave it today. Oh. And I get, I, I'm telling you, I felt the most. Yeah. And it's arresting, alarming. I think alarming is a better word. It's mm-hmm. arresting. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I found myself wanting to click away and look yeah. away. And no, maybe that's what I've done in the past. It's yeah. So- it's it's just like it feels just so actual and emotive and mm-hmm. like he's so present to the song. He's mm-hmm. so present there. And he it's, doesn't let you like he you want to look away but he's also like don't look away. Yeah. Yeah. And to seem he seems to have some acting chops here, you know. Yeah. It's like a definite different side of Moses and maybe this is the only time you see this side of him in the album and in the videos because he's always a little aloof. No, I know. And especially thinking of something like Viral, like mm-hmm. this strong, powerful, 
and then you have Polly. Like yeah. it's a very, I mean, an interesting thinking of that as being the concluding to this part. Everybody, if you haven't seen the video, I guess just go watch it. It's a click away if you're by the computer. But also if you're just wanting to listen, it's basically just Moses staring at the screen, singing this song and being, I imagine the, the lyrics mean something very special and important. To him, so I think he's just letting those emotions be very present and there's yeah. crying and joy and awkwardness and, and it seems like bitterness and resentment and everything is conveyed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's not even like lip syncing the song. He's just staring at just, you yeah. while the song is going. You're like, <laughs> Dang. I, I, it was interesting scrolling through the YouTube comments cause people were just sort of wrecked. People were like, I just cried this entire time. I'm like, I'm crying now crying. Like I just watched this at 12 PM at night before sleeping and I'm now sobbing, you know, everybody's like just, yeah, this song makes me feel things I've avoided for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yep, just everyone crying. <laughs> just, beautiful. So, You're a beautiful man. Beautiful yeah. artist. Thank you. you know, everybody's <laughs> it very feels appreciative. feels like suffocation while being able to breathe. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. So speechless and forever changed. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I invoke the video at the end of these conversations, but I just think this video says it all almost. It's just like... yeah. I mean, we're going to get into a conversation, but I mean, it's like this video, uh, pretty, pretty freaking cool. It's just so interesting that you could put all that work into a video like viral mm-hmm. and st- it, that's meant to stimulate mm-hmm. and it does stimulate. Yeah. But this stimulates in a different way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it's refreshing. I, w- I would say it's refreshing, you know, it's it, strangely, it's the, it's, it, everything is art. Everything is art. We're, this is art, what we're doing right now, but, yeah. um, this feels the least artsy and, and, and strangely like least precious, the least it's just raw. It's stripped down. Yeah. It's, it's very just stripped down. Moses looking at a screen Yeah, and somehow that works. It totally works. <laughs> it totally works. So gosh. he also, I mean, this one also, he performed for tiny desk at home and it's a really, yeah. really good performance yeah. too. So need like, to repost some check of those that. Things. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's just get right into the title. Have you thought much about that before? Polly? I mean, yeah, yeah it's like a name and also like polyamorous. Yeah. Um, like poly, like multiple. Totally. And then another thing I've heard people talk about is, uh, poly pockets, polyethylene, uh, which is plastic. Oh, oh, so which people are just kind go of back to plastic aromanticism. Exactly. Yeah. And um, somebody said ingenious, uh, this is a love song, but possibly also an environmental protest song. Oh, I could see plastic it. at the bottom of an ocean. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, it's, it's polyamorous. It's poly in its nature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course. Well, it's neither or it's also, and it's yeah. all the things It's the gray, it, you know, this is getting very redundant by this point in the podcast, but, uh, it's just interesting to play with that. And then to think of it as a, probably an actual person named Polly and all that. Um, but yeah, Polly, polyamory seems to be hovering over the entire song in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so that's really interesting. Um, I, I wrote this at the top of my notes that this song to me has doomed vibes. Oof, yeah, you know, totally, totally. That longing, totally. that It's haunting. longing. This is a longing yeah. song. Yeah, this totally. is like, this is a, uh, a desire, a song of desire. Yeah. And I think what's going on here in juxt as it's juxtaposed to doom is like doom is saying, and I wonder how you, if you relate to this in a way, cause 
it's saying I'm not, I'm not capable of love or I don't have capacity for love. Am I doomed? And then all of a sudden, wait, I do, but also this is torturous. Right. Oh, (laughs) yes. Yes. It's like torture no matter what. Yeah. Which I think is kind of, again, back to this, like what we were talking about earlier of like frustration being alive and all this stuff. It's like, guess what? Being alive and engaging with this stuff is torture, (laughs) you know, like masochistic kisses, you know, like grayness is, is stepping into feeling, you know, Yeah, there's no anesthetizing in this. I have some Enneagram thoughts about you and Moses that I'll share later after we're done. Oh, that just came up for me. It's just like flooded my head. But, um, yeah, I mean, it does seem like what if a certain type of personality profile is in, in no matter what mode that they're in, will find a way to make it sortly, slightly self torturous. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, I'm not capable of love. Torturous. I am capable of love. Torturous. <laughs> no, it's okay. So okay. as we're just going through credits, cause we did this last week, um, this song was co-written by a guy named Tom Gallo. And I'll just play you one of his songs. Seems to be a pretty young guy. And I think this song that I'm about to play you is called Never Ending. And it's got poly vibes. So, you you know, with uh, FKJ or whatever last week, you kind of saw the influence on color. And I think you'll probably sense the influence of this guy's vibe on poly. really feel like that had such Sufjan vibes to me. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you said that because as I was listening to this song, driving around town today, driving around, driving town, around town, listening, listening to, to Polly, Moses. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I mean, we know that Moses has been connected with Sufjan a lot in the past. And I'm like, this, this song definitely seems to me to have the most Sufjan energy yeah. to it. Yeah. You know, I could see this song played and orchestrated the exact way it is with Sufjan's voice instead of Moses's. Oh, totally, you know, totally. It'd be interesting. I kind of want to hear that now. <laughs> but Sufjan, Moses is great and fantastic too, of course. Um, so let's let's get into the lyrics. Let's let's dissect. Let's deep dive. Here we are. So uh, here we go. Right right off the bat, you remain in motion, bottom of the ocean, um, not yet sick of sycophants telling you their true lies. So sycophants is someone who acts, someone who acts obsessively around people with power. <laughs> you, you just said it before I even had to tell you, am I a sycophant? 
I've never heard of this word before. This and is my, this is, I <laughs> and maybe you're not yet sick of sycophants. Like maybe it's something that you get out of your system, but like you're still so obsessed with people in power. And maybe Moses is already past that stage of being sort of dazzled by yeah. people. Yeah. Because it does sound like that in his journey. Like people were coming at him with all sorts of offers for his music. Yeah. Not yet sick of sycophants. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Woo. When are you going to, when are you going to be sick of sycophants? Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Also, when am I not going to be a sick of man? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I mean, I think, I think some of these could be unpacked. Everything can be unpacked, but some of these also just to me bring up a vibe, like the idea of remaining in motion at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. You know, Oof. just seems you're going nowhere, but you're deep down. Yeah. And yeah. sort of slow, mm-hmm. um, suffocating maybe. Uh, and, and I do feel like this song is so personal too. So it's, uh, it's describing some sort of relationship or maybe it's many relationships, Mm -hmm, honestly, if mm -hmm. it's polyamory and, and polyamory more, maybe even as a metaphor. Well, well I've heard it and this has always been my understanding of Moses is with someone who is in multiple relationships. And so it's kind of like, what do I do with potentially wanting to be just that one person's, but they're in, they're in a polyamorous situation. Yeah. And I'll just say, I don't necessarily get the sense from this song that Moses wants an exclusive thing with this person, but is wrestling with the emotions that come up. No, I, I think that's, I think that's actually more accurate of like the the things still come up. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, like no moon is higher. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's something with ocean and tides and moon and all that. Uh, so I don't think there's nothing that I need to feel. I don't feel too compelled to go yeah. too deep on that. Hollow as a hallway. Uh, your fist fits right through me. Oof. Oof. So. That's like got all kinds of connotation in my mind. Yeah. To me, it sounds like bitter, like a, a low blow almost. It's like saying this person's hollow, I feel like. Yeah. Like this yeah. is a shallow person almost. Yeah. Like it just, it goes right through. Yeah. Like, um, I, I think maybe this doesn't even have to apply, apply to polyamorous relationships or again, I want to use polyamory as like a, a metaphor, meaning like maybe we're all in a way polyamorous. Yeah. We're all out here being friendly and romantic with each other. And so we get, and we've talked about this, we get jealous of other friendships and like, Oh right. man, that right. seems dang. I want that attention or, uh, and then it, I, I, I'll just, I guess I'll speak for myself. The times where I've sensed sort of jealousy from all the way back to like fourth or fifth or sixth grade to now, it does seem like if, the, if, if the person isn't like completely reciprocating the same type of passionate or, uh, substantive love, cause I'm just trying to push back or yeah, compare yeah. it to hollow. It does feel hollow or shallow. It's like, right. you can just love anybody. You can just what? <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's kind of a sad or scary feeling when compared to maybe what one, another person might be feeling, which feels more like exclusive or something like that. Yeah. I, this is just where my brain always goes when I hear your fist fits right through me. I also think there's big sexual connotation being introduced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And maybe something with Moses that would be sort of androgynous in that sense and also metaphorical. Yeah. 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 But I instantly am like, oh, especially if we're talking about, especially if we're talking about like love and relationship and he eventually gets to wanting to kiss his friends. I'm just like, it's just is in the air here. It's worth saying. (laughs) It's definitely worth saying. Um, 
So then, then uh, th- we'll, we'll, I'll play, I'll play the parts of this track after we're done with this little stanza here. But if I split my body into two men, Oof. would you then love me better? So that seems like the most direct reference to polyamory. Like, yeah. do you want more of me? Do you want, is, am I not enough? You know, mm-hmm. do you want relationship with multiple cells? I guess we're thinking multiplicity. Um, octopus myself, you know, I wrote the, the genius version of this and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, those obviously are all specu- speculations, the genius annotations and yeah. stuff. But somebody said um, it's it's doubling down on this proposal to turn yourself into two men. It's like maybe eight. Yeah. Maybe I'll turn myself into eight men like yeah. an octopus. Um, but then Moses was saying certain things about uh, like hugging himself with eight tentacles Ooh. in an interview or something or referencing something like that. Ooh. And then also what comes up for me is the way like, octopuses have this uncanny ability to like apparently just smush their bodies and contort into whatever needs to get through small spaces. So he's like, do I just need to contort into whatever position or person or personality that you want that will impress you? Well, an octopi can like really camouflage. Yeah. Like they're really good at camouflaging. They can like decorate themselves. And I mean, I watch my octopus teacher. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They, they really can, like you're saying shape shift and Mm -hmm. be like, very hidden in plain sight. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's it's not just contortion, but it's like it's hiding the self. Be less. Yeah. Be just blending it's in. Blend in. Yeah. Stop. Stop complaining. I'll maybe push myself so you weather this. Yeah. See. Um. So we'll listen to that uh, little section right here, and I guess now you have these lyrics in mind as you listen. You remain in motion, bottom of. Ocean, not yet sick of sick of funds, telling you the true lies like no moon is high, hollow as a hallway, the office fits right through. If I split my body into two men, which you then love me better? I don't push myself so you ever this Okay, this next part is obviously sort of a quasi-chorus, and it's now doing this double entendre or whatever wordplay of C and C. And so... There's there's obviously all these ocean references so quickly, you know, bottom mm-hmm. of the ocean, octopus, all these references, and now we're in the sea. Um, so I don't I don't I don't have a quick or clear answers of like what sea is meant to be here, except now I'm I'm feeling like drifting out to sea. Well, and I wonder I'm just having this thought now of like if this began with island. Like I'm islanded, and then now this is like sweeping him away from the island and into the sea, where it's like all these things. And like also, if we think about the sea in terms of like thinking about going into space, and yeah. then they say that like there's so much more to actually see and uncover in the sea. Yeah, like exploration. It's like this is drawing him out into the sea. Like what's here? There's already so much to be discovered, and like these immediate relationships right here. Like he's been like taken off the shore. Like, I mean, and obviously in the previous song, it was here. I'm planting on the shore, not knowing when it'll rise or fall. Right. And it's like almost, I imagine like now he's been islanded. Now yeah. he's been swept into the sea here. 
(sighs) There's so many things. Because someday we're going to have to talk about the final scene of the final video is the album cover. Mm -hmm. And it's him naked on a rock. Yeah. Which is also just provocative (laughs) and so interesting. So it's like, why did he choose that to be the final scene? And I almost feel like, I mean, obviously none of this is like his actual like literal intention that he wants us all to un decode or something like that. But like, yeah, he's being swept away in the sea and then maybe someday he washes up on shore. No, I feel like, no, I feel like he does wash up on shore. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, so then it changes to CCC me, mm-hmm. you know, so it's CCC poly, CCC poly to CCCCC me. Um, so look, it's like eyesight, that type of C. So it's yeah. CEA and then CEE. Um, but I just can't, I think, I think whatever, like there is something very similar about Moses's like internal world. I feel yeah. like with my own, I know uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Enneagram nine wing one thoughts later. It's like any Moses has been typed as an Enneagram nine wing one, but like, I guess we talk about Enneagram on this podcast, everybody, but we're going to bring Moses it back. Listeners, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna bring it back. Um, whatever, whatever Enneagram type, it doesn't have to be seen through that lens. There does seem to be a desire to be seen. Yeah. You know, see me. See, see I don't think oh, I, I ha- relate to that. See me. Oh my gosh. You know, also comes up in therapy every week. Yeah. See me. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I'm like medium on being seen. Right. You know, I'm like, right. I don't know. I'm so hot or cold about it. Yeah. I mean, if I came in with some sort of really cool outfit, it would probably be more for me and like living into an authentic sense of self. And I actually don't want to be seen that much. I'm like, just if I could walk in and be like, please, everybody should be chill about this. There doesn't need to be any fawning over what I did or this look that I have, or just let me do it and move on. No, I'm like, did <laughs> see you see, me. did you see that I'm wearing these pants? Did you see that? I told you I was going to wear these pants. Did you see them? What do you think of them? Yeah. Let me tell you a story about when I asked someone else what they thought of them. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so for, for him to want to be seen, I love, this, I love the unapologetic asking of see me, see me, or it almost sounds like a demand, yeah. you know, like, um, we're pleading, mm-hmm. you know, no, it's, it's when I think got, back to the video, oof, yeah, so vulnerable. Oh, my favorite line's coming up. Okay. So I'm going to play this right now. The C parts. So you ever this The next part is apparently Mesa's favorite part. My favorite line. Uh, you I don't love, know what it is. It just gets me. You love dancing or you just love, or you love dancing with me or you just love dancing. Polly, Polly, Polly. So what, what comes up for you when you hear those? Lines? I just think it's like, I think it's back to that original line of like, is it me mm-hmm. that you like, or is it, you just like this activity? You exactly. just like this thing we're doing. Is it yeah. like, is it, am I irreplaceable? Is it, is it the unique thing between us or do you just like this. Yeah. And I think I have an experience of sometimes both being in this position of like, sometimes I'm like, what is it that I, am I desiring the person or am I desiring whatever I'm getting out of this, yeah. you know, getting to do this thing. So like, I think there's a piece of me that knows that there's sometimes where that's happening for me. And then also always wondering is that's what's happening to me. And also, is it bad? 
Right. <laughs> or wrong. Right. Exactly. It's like, it's probably not wrong. Am I a bad, bad person? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and me, the, the genius just came right out and said that, it's that this is sex, like the dancing. Um, I was like, sure. Why not? I just, it can be dancing or sex, but I mean, it, the, 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 what, what they're getting at is pretty clear. It seems, you know, yeah. um, and also again, sad, melancholy, tragic, longing, tender, vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The, the question is so vulnerable. It's so vulnerable. No, it's, Oof. I think that's the thing. It's just like a very honest question. Yeah. Like this, this just is like asking the really honest questions of the heart. I think too the, co- the I'm not I'm not saying it is but I'm saying for me to the reason I wouldn't ask that question even though I feel like it's there for me too is it seems high maintenance mm. you know somebody's like come on can't we just have fun like why do you have to ask this question why do you have to ruin it you know yeah, <laughs> it's, but like, it's like no but this is my my who I am is tied up in this yeah, this matters yeah um so we'll play that for part for you right now you love dancing with me Oh, you just love dancing Polly, Polly, Polly Okay, here we come back And now uh, it's really hard not to just sing these I don't want to live here so uh, I don't want to live here and sometimes don't want to live at all. Again, the honesty. And I don't want to live here probably being whatever the state of the relationship is mm-hmm. potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then s- this line, sometimes <sighs> I don't want to live at all seems to be almost like, I don't, I don't know if I mean it exactly like this when people say like a breaking of the fourth wall or something, because it almost sounds like Moses, the artist and creator and curator of this entire album emerges for a quick second. Cause it's a through line, this idea of like ambivalence about life in general yeah. and yeah. do I want to die or do I want to mm-hmm. live or, and so it's like, it's, it's almost like that's a gray thought. It, it, it's like almost out of the context of this song, but it's not actually, you know, but yeah. And here comes some lyrics well, that I, I would assume would also be some of your favorite. Oh no, totally. But real quick thought yeah. on that is like, Again, just because I've been thinking about this aliveness that I think the thing is like neither nor was just a declaration of I'm going to be living in the in-between. Yeah. And then it's kind of like this song is like a living of the in-between. Yeah. It's and like, so it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like this thing of like, I want to be here, but like, I, like we were talking about, it's like this being alive, this being in the gray is painful yeah. and it, it will like, I, I, I think that there is truth of like, Oh, maybe don't want to live. But then also it makes me wonder of like, maybe just, I don't want to be alive. Like I want to go back to, uh, and I've just been thinking a lot about this idea of like anesthetizing, want to mm-hmm. go back to numbing. And it's like, maybe sometimes don't want to live at all. And it's like, sometimes I'd rather just be numb. Sometimes I'd rather just not be feeling these things. And I think what happened was like Moses that made this big declaration and Mm -hmm. then you got what you wanted. No, you're in the gray, which I'm like, gosh, again, this is what happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is. (laughs) Neither or. And then like the next day I'm just like, Oh my God. What have I done? This is so hard. I think it's like the arrested development meme of I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I want to be cotton candy in the mouth of many a lover saccharin and slick technicolor i'll, I'll dissolve. dissolve Ooh, ooh. um yeah. 
So one genius person just said it quickly of, he hopes to melt into others to forget his longing. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't that say it well? It does. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. And it can be fleeting, you know, yeah. it just seems like uh, it doesn't have to remain. Um, and then also probably this idea of wanting to be enjoyed mm-hmm. and wanting to make himself pleasing. Mm-hmm. Saccharine and slick as technicolor and they'll dissolve. It'll get lost and he'll disappear. And mm-hmm. same thing as what you're saying as yeah. uh, this it's back octopus. to like almost like the octopus thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the underside of the gray. It's it like is the underside. Right? Of the gray. It is. It's not gray's not all fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I know that I know that won't solve this. I want, and then in parentheses, I want to dissolve, evolve into rain and spit. You make me go unstitched. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, there it is again. It hurts. It hurts. Oh, but there's something so beautiful about this. I'm also like, but this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like this, this tension, this pain, this is, you make me go unstitched. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I also want to go unstitched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, I, at the end of the day, feeling feelings, it's, it's a, it's so frustrating that, Louis CK messed up so bad because beyond his standup, I really loved his show. His oh, show yeah. is really profound. And he has this scene where he's out talking to his, one of his, um, I think his landlord or something in his apartment. And he's talking about a breakup and he's like, I feel so heartbroken. I'm like depressed. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking about this person. This old grumpy guy is like in his early seventies, it looks like, and it has like an old dog. And he's like, Oh, love is wasted on the young. He's like, don't you see? This is the good part. Like you have beautiful, delicious longing. You're yeah, alive. Like yeah. I would love to have my heart broken right, again. You right, right. No, like, it's real. And, and Louis's like, this is the good part. He's like, yes. <laughs> like you're an idiot. Like stop, you know, like just enjoy this. Like you're alive. You yeah, know? yeah. And that's what it feels like here. And then it does feel intentionally body you know, to be talking about rain and spit. And I think oh, that's for what sure. continues to happen in this album is it's, it's continuing to be like grand, um, you know, ocean space, and then always bringing it back to the body mm-hmm, too, you mm-hmm. know? And, and then it also of course feels sexual too. Yeah. So, uh, I'll play that little stanza for you guys right now. I don't want to leave here. Sometimes don't Cotton candy in the mouth of many a lover Saccharine and slick technicolor I'll dissolve I know that one solve Evolving to rain and spit You make me go Okay, well, uh, here we go into a little interlude. I don't know if this is like chorus two, chorus two. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> um, actually, we don't do CCC Polly again, so maybe this is the. No, chorus. that was called the pre-chorus. Pre-chorus. Okay, so maybe this is the chorus. You love dancing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go again. You love dancing with me, or are you just dancing? Uh, so then there was another genius. There was two genius. The first one said what you and I were kind of saying earlier. And this one says, Moses is implying that you enjoy doing things, whether I'm there or not. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not what it's, this question isn't even like, is it about me? It's like, it's, you're going to do it regardless. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, I'm indisposable. It's yeah. just, I'm just another one. It's just another way of saying it. Yeah. Um, but we can move on from there. Um, okay. I do have a little, uh, article Six. I want to find for this. <laughs> so he says one, two, three, four, five, six. Am I just your Friday dick? Pretty profound and provocative oh, lines. Profound. So maybe maybe some of these things seem obvious. You know, I need to spend time with it, and I I don't think I give it too much thought. But one of the genius annotations here said one two three four five six is implying that there this person has someone for every day of every the week. day of the week. Yeah, yeah. And, and so seven. he's he's Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I found this article that this was like the rare thing that I think both you and I are looking for. Of like, are there some blog posts? Is someone saying some, anything about this? So somebody literally wrote, why Moses Sumney's use of the word dick in Polly means weirdly a lot to me, which is a, a cool title for a blog post. It says, Polly has largely been the flypaper on Moses Sumney's latest release, Gray, for listeners disinclined to the record's more removed or disquieting material. Though gorgeous throughout, the album tends to be unsparing, unapologetic about its density of ideas and unafraid of darkness. With this grand entrance, he enlists triangle alumni adult jazz for Cut Me, a gospel-inflected ode to pain, not the grind, or some promised reward, but struggle itself. Polly is immediately followed in the track list by a pointedly grisly rendering of Sumney's childhood pets dying after getting into Mm. unguarded medication. But for three and a half minutes at the center of the record, there rests a gentle reflection on the tried and true subject of a loved one who seems to value being loved more than reciprocating, accompanied only by acoustic guitar. And there's a small wrinkle near the song's final moment. Sumney sings one, two, three, four, five, six. Am I just your Friday dick? He gives both consonants in the last word, lavish attention. There's no mistaking it in such an up close vocal adorned with so little accompaniment. It's one of the few swear words you'll hear in the entire hour. And the placement can't help, but feel intentional with a single word. He's armored the one song on gray that most readily bears the descriptor of soothing against being plundered by anyone trafficking in soothing music for public space. Hmm. What I'm saying is you won't hear it in Starbucks. I worked for Starbucks in 2017 when Sumney's previous record, A Romanticism, came out. It's a sublime album, and it's also exactly what the corporation looks for in music for its stores. Relatively quiet and soothing, and a deplorable word, chill, quote-unquote, but also with significant, quote-unquote, indie, quote-unquote, cred, (laughs) given its spectacular success with critics and a no-effort way to claim some sort of investment in racial justice by, quote-unquote, boosting a black artist whose work regularly touches on the subject. After all, within a year of the album's release, the video of two black men being arrested at a Philadelphia Starbucks for the fact of their race put a dent in the performatively conscious posturing Starbucks has been ruthlessly monetizing for decades. Go off. Yeah. This person is really going. Off. Of course, the notion that Sumney was at all boosted by a period of ubiquity beneath the unending screams of stream wands and blenders is absurd. In fact, a tweet from the artist himself that I distinctly remember but haven't been able to dredge up confer- to confirm what I had suspected for quite a while, which is that Starbucks' partnership with Spotify for its in-store music infrastructure completely circumvents any effort to contract, compensate, or even notify musicians hmm. whose work ends up in their playlists. Hmm. Plastic was... W- one of a number of songs I recognize from my own musical diet that I heard at work in my two years at Starbucks, including a bunch of songs, Arca, Aphex Twins, Kelly Lee Owens, a bunch of other people. And at one point, a glut of perfume genius tracks around the release <laughs> of No Shape that made me wonder what their creators might think of their work being repurposed and commodified by one of the world's most recognizable brands. 
Perhaps the most ironic of all was Radiohead's No Surprise as a song that's explicitly about succumbing to the banal horrors of modernity for which Starbucks is an undeniable avatar. Anyways, a very interesting yeah, article. Yeah, that person really is going off. I appreciate that. <laughs> I just loved this idea of like, I mean, I, I it's not that jarring to me, uh, to, but but it, it does that 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 moment is a is a is sort of like almost a record scratch moment. You're like, wait, what? It oh. is, it is, because there's something kind of like I, I don't think this this is the word that comes to mind, but in the midst of this beautiful, pretty song, it's like vile of mm-hmm, sorts, mm-hmm. but it's also like needed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's right there, you know? Yeah. And of course we have a strange relationship with anatomy and body parts. It shouldn't be, I guess it shouldn't be that harsh to our ears, but for some no. reason it well, is. Well, I think dick is different than like penis, Yeah, you know, that's... <laughs> wouldn't go, that, would, that would absolutely ruin the song. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there is something of like, I mean, I mean also dick is like, a name we call people, yeah. you know, it's like, it's, it's the slang that's thrown right, around, right, right. you know? And I think it's overtly sexual, right? Like, there's just no getting around it, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a booty call or something like that. Uh, cornucopia of just in cases, you'll never have to chase this. Okay. So that's pretty intense. Cornucopia of just in cases sort of just means, uh, it might, you just have a bounty of it yeah. just in cases and I'm just one of them. Right. But this this line is probably one of the top lines of the whole song, I think, is you'll never have to chase this because I think it has layers of meaning. So I think one is um, saying I'm easy. Yeah, I'm you know? here. I'm just... And so what? Like uh, I am saying uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm all I will be placating. I will be available and, you know, just despite all of this yeah, <laughs> and sort of almost in a bitter way, you're like, well, you're never going to have to chase me probably like I'm chasing you, yeah. you know? Um, but also sort of a lament of like, you, you, you won't ever have to, and you won't yeah. sort of like conceding, like you won't ever chase me, yeah. you know, like that sucks. It would be nice if you chase me. Right. Like you're the, the, the thrill of the chase is not, is I, I can't give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll play that. One, two, three, four, five, six Am I just your Friday dick? Cornucopia of just in cases You'll never have to chase this Okay, and then we come to the very last part. Whoa, Polly. Obviously, don't think much of me. Mm. <laughs> Polly, 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 Polly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very sad ending. Like sort of tossing up his hands. Um, and I think you and I can both really relate to this energy in a way. It's like fine. Like just this conceding of like, well, forget it. Whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, no, and- there's something very like it's. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's there's just something tragic, but also knowing about this, Yeah, you know, just like, yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. There's just kind of a, a, an air of sadness, but also like the realness of it is so I'm like, thank you for saying this too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, obviously he's capturing something that a lot of people have probably felt. Um, and, and even the word obviously is pretty interesting to me. 
Like, obviously, obviously don't think about too much about it. No, I know. There's also something where it's like, you know, you wonder also how real this reality is for Moses. Like, there's something about this where Moses is wondering this other person's intentions that we don't have. Right. Their point of view. You know, whoever they are. Yeah. You know. The line sort of reminds me of a time you and I had uh, when I was, like, being all weird on the podcast and, like, not wanting to share a bunch. And we paused and did one of our in-between takes and... And I was like, I'm, I'm trying not to be annoying. Mm-hmm. And you were like, this is what is annoying. You trying not to be annoying is the <laughs> annoying thing, <laughs> you know, and it feels similar here. Obviously don't think that much about me. And it's like, by saying that it's sort of this passive aggressive covert way of saying, also, I wish you would think about me. Right. Right. And you're like, what, what? Obviously don't think, do you think I'm not thinking about you? It's, it, it automatically brings that up and mm-hmm. it's like, well, Okay, but now you're making me think about you. <laughs> it's a funny. Yeah, it is. It's a really funny a mood. Funny it is. <laughs> it's the games. <laughs> um, the feelings are the feelings are in the room. Yeah, yeah, they really are. I mean, again, I think I think it's fun to unpack this, but I re- I want to start with the video because I think it's just pure emotion oh, too. Yeah, like, go watch the video if yeah. you haven't yet. At this point, you can just let this one wash over you or just impact you. Really, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. impact, <laughs> impact. Um, winding down, I, I thought I read a bunch of reviews of this song cause there this are, is a top, this, this is was the top second song. song released. I think, I guess Viral was the first, I think mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. cycle, in the album cycle. So this is obviously a great, if you, if he was trying to show the, the, the range contrast. of this album, it's like, yeah, here's totally. this, here's this, yeah. but people really latched onto this and pitchfork said it's a, uh, the relationship is a quiet act of masochism. So that just keeps coming up in this. It's like people yeah. are masochistic. We are. <laughs> We're out here. Um, somebody in YouTube said, sounds like an empath is in love with a narcissist hmm. and a narcissist who love bombs. Hmm. Yeah. There's that's, that's an interesting thought. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh boy. Moses. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun to be on the journey with an artist that, you know, we're not, Okay, we need to wind down. It says our SD card has a limited space remaining. It 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 sounds. We said thirty minutes per song. We're already at two hours, basically. Yeah, this is the problem. Let's give ourselves like two minutes. We're winding down, everybody. Two minutes left, but it does feel cool to be on the journey with an artist at this stage in their career. At sort of like reaching. I don't even know if this is the prime. It's like reaching their prime. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Moses will even ever make an album again, but you know, to go back in retrospect and in hindsight, if we were deep diving like a Bob Dylan album or, you know, somebody like that, it would be like, well, we know how the story plays out. Right. The, right. These right. No, we don't know what comes next. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what are, what, where is, well, where will Moses be romantically in five or 10 years? What, what, what are right, all these Cause this is also a really interesting to? thing in contrast to a romanticism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like this, this song is romance. Yeah. But it's also it, it still feels like it, it feels like a next layer to a romanticism. I'm gonna take a risk and say something really dark. Okay. Which is sometimes these artists, and it's it, I'm I'm speaking more of like the icon or the symbol of the artist. Mm-hmm. Get so it's such a bummer to see an artist grow up or grow old in a mm-hmm. way. And some do it very well. Some do it very well. Like like Bjork. Bjork is doing it very well. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think of Leonard Cohen to me, based on what I know seems to have grown old. Well, but at the same time, and this is what's happening with Kanye right now. And it happened with Bob Dylan and it happens with all of these people. It's like the 
fantasy of what we imagine for Moses at this stage as a 29 year old is so fantastic. And then we see the mundane happen. We see basic relationships and flaws and twists and turns. And I can't believe Moses did that. And I guess, and then you look at Moses as a 60 year old and it's like, he lives in a suburban house and, Milwaukee, and you're like, what? No, the guy that wrote Gray, you know, (laughs) and that's I don't think that's going to happen to Moses, but you know, Kanye is 44 right now, and it's like it's part of part of the promise of his art and his values that kind of came up in his music was like sort of in a way, a strange way, coming to fruition when he married Kim and had a family. You're like, he's going to be a great dad and have this amazing family and be a light and like. And you'll see, you know, this is, and it's like, oh, and then he's like divorced, and now he's like out doing crazy things every just, night just, and just every day it's like not great not hand good. to face like Kanye no, please no. this it, is not the person who <laughs> saying Jesus walks yeah and so so the dark thing is like you know these people like Kurt Cobain or Notorious B.I.G. or Tupac who die at an early age you get to hold that fantasy true what that would have happened that is a dark yeah. thought but it's interesting but they get to remain in amber in or the, ice yeah, or whatever yeah, just like totally you're, you're idolizing of them but yeah, it will be interesting to see Moses' journey outside of music as a person where all these reflections took him. But at the same time, I guess, from some winding down thoughts for this episode, I always wonder, like, how can two people invest this much in a text or a work and not be impacted? So I'll say just quickly in like 20 seconds, I'm continuing for myself to be impacted. I don't want it necessarily to be all focused on Moses. Like I'm trying to consider my own right, ambiguities right. and my own grayness. Right. No, it's an invitation for our own sense yeah. of this. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that's just happening naturally by participating in these conversations totally. and this album. Totally. Uh, blah, okay. blah, blah, talk, talk, talk. <laughs> said a lot, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 talk, talk, At talk. some point, the, the both of our words, I think just sound like, talking (laughs) okay thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week with two dogs and bystanders Ooh, here we go i'd say bystanders is you can have it you can have it thank you thank you that's 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 generous (laughs) bystanders this is a good this is a good album everybody yeah we love it (laughs) thanks for listening we'll see you next week hear you next week talk to you next week bye i'm performing songs off of my new album which I released in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, so that was fun. But all of the songs are about loneliness and isolation, so who's laughing now?
Parley, parley, parley. 